At the beginning of the Great Depression, baseball seemed invulnerable to the country's economic hardships. After a successful 1930 season, the editors of Baseball Magazine smugly declared that organized baseball was an impregnable industry, vitally necessary to the public welfare. But in 1931, baseball owners, faced with sharply declining attendance, began a series of cost-saving moves, including major salary cuts and roster reductions. In 1932, after a 45% drop in attendance, owners, despite dramatic cuts, lost over $1 million. Only the pennant-winning Cubs and Yankees made a profit, though the Cubs' major league leading attendance figure of slightly less than a million was down 500,000 from 1930. The lowly St. Louis Browns drew only 82,000 fans for the entire season, an average of barely 1,000 fans per game. In 1933, Arch Ward, sports editor of the Chicago Tribune, proposed a mid-season exhibition game to coincide with Chicago's World's Fair. His idea was to invite baseball fans to vote for all-star teams from each league. He argued that baseball needed an event to show the country that the national pastime was not in a state of decline. He also proposed that the money from the game be used to provide pensions for destitute former players. Once baseball agreed to Ward's proposal, the Chicago Tribune invited 55 other newspapers to participate in the balloting. The game itself was scheduled for Thursday, July 6th, at Comiskey Park. When the gates opened, 47,000 fans poured into the ballpark to see baseball's greatest stars, and they weren't disappointed. They watched Babe Ruth hit a two-run homer in the third inning. And in 1933, as in so many other seasons, Babe Ruth was the Sultan of Swat. He was past his feet, but in the very first All-Star game, he came to bat with one man on, and with poetic justice, pulled a home run to provide the winning margin. The American League, managed by Connie Mack, defeated the National League 4-2, to two, despite the strong pitching of Cub Lon Warnicke and a home run by Cardinal Frankie Frisch. The 1933 All-Star Game was called the Game of the Century because it was scheduled as a one-time event. Yeah, we never thought it would happen again. It was just one man's idea for one, one game. So I can hear my, still hear my dad say, never, ever again will you ever be able to see as many great baseball players in one place at one time, and we're going to see them. So I got to go. But it was so successful in raising money for player pensions and celebrating baseball's greatness that the Chicago Tribune, in an editorial, wrote that nearly every city in the major leagues wants to promote a similar contest next year. Baseball's response was to schedule another All-Star game in 1934, this time to be played at the Polo Grounds, home field for the New York Giants. The 1934 All-Star Game, attended by over 48,000 fans, provided baseball with one of its most memorable moments and assured the continuation of the game as an annual event. The American League defeated the National League 9-7, despite home runs by Cardinals Frankie Frisch and Ducky Medwick, but it was the top of the first inning that gave the All-Star Game its most dramatic moment. After the first two batters reached base, the Giants' Carl Hubble struck out Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, and Jimmy Fox to end the inning. In the top of the second, Hubble ran a streak to five batters by striking out Al Simmons and Joe Cronin before Bill Dickey single. What I was trying to do was to strike Ruth out. I was, he's the only one I was really trying to strike out because if I can strike him out, and then Gehrig, if I can get, keep that ball down low, the breaking ball down low, 
get him to hit the ball on the ground, I got a chance for a double play, and I can get out of the inning. Every batter struck out by Hubble was a future Hall of Famer, as was Hubble himself. Over the years, baseball's midsummer classic, despite criticism that the game has become boring, has been a showcase for dramatic events by baseball's greatest stars, including dramatic game-winning home runs by the Cardinals' Stan Musial and Red Shandens and the Red Sox' Ted Williams. Special pitches, Williams swings, there's a high drive, going deep, deep, it is a home run against the hip of the right field fan. A tremendous home run that brought in three runs and turned what looked to be a National League whip into an American League 7-5 to five win. It's also created a national stage for great players like the Cubs' Ernie Banks and the White Sox' Luke Appling, who never had the opportunity to play in the World Series. The All-Star Game, like baseball itself, has become a victim of television overexposure and endless computer analysis. But during the Illinois Bicentennial, it's a good time to remember that thanks to the Chicago Tribune's Arch Ward, the game once elevated the spirit of the nation during one of its darkest times. This is Pete Peterson for Reading Baseball.